Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, I hope you had a spectacular 4th of July. Uh, it has been a great weekend here in the LBC. Um, yeah, I love it when the 4th of July falls on the weekend. The fact that uh, we bled into Monday and had a nice, uh, nice, little, uh, nice little holiday today was incredible. And, uh, and the fact that it fell on Manic Monday. Can you ask for anything better? You you really can't. The weather's been a little a little hot for my liking. I'm cold, you know. I'm a little cold blooded though. I need I need uh I need the weather to calm down. Went to the pool today. It was nice. Kids had fun. Drank some beers. Still drinking beers. I got one almost done. This is my my next one is going to be a princess yum yum. Which, uh, <laughs> it's a raspberry. It's I've had one of these already. It's it's a raspberry Kolsch. I don't even know who makes this. I'll, I should shout about Denver Beer Company. Some, I'm guessing so, something local to they here. went they went very bold with their branding but the, the company's name is super bland of Denver beer company but then the beers they made with the princess yum yum they went uh, princess, hard into yes. creative vein uh, there that's well, raspberry Kolsch. well that's cool so you're out in the mountains man uh, you're out, you're up in God's country that's great man oh yeah that's great we'll, we'll be up here for one more day and then back back to Minnesota back to the studio right now I'm in. My brother-in-law's office. You can see his stuff behind me. He's got a beautiful cabinet here full thing. But, yeah, NFL. We're back to the NFL. We're, yeah. And I said it in the description. We are going to do some emergency Olympic podcasts. Just uh, because yeah. we said we can't neglect the NFL we need to do. But we can't neglect the Olympics. It's every, it's, only, it's every five years now the way things have been going. So we will be doing some Olympic stuff. But from here on out, until we get to the football season, everything's football. Football, football, football. I know you want it. You got to have it. Uh, the previews, we'll do it the same as last year. We'll do two teams per day, two on Monday, two on Wednesday of the same division like we did. We still haven't decided on an order, but we'll get we'll get, we'll get it figured out. We'll leave some of the intriguing teams for last, mostly so we can figure out who the hell their quarterback is. <laughs> if, it, if it's Jordan Love or for giving any hints on that. Uh, Wednesday, I mean, I don't want to speak for Drew, but the schedule grid, I think, is coming together. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm very excited. And the schedule this year, um, it's wild. <laughs> There's a lot of funny wrinkles. Uh, not like last year where they had kind of built in all these fail safes if they had to cut weeks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, that. But there are a number of very interesting schedule nuances that I think are going to tilt the balance notably not to give it away we're going to go into this a lot more detail on Wednesday uh, but notably in the NFC East and the AFC North those yes. two divisions are broadly impacted by the way that they laid out the schedule um, and I think that gives us a little bit of an edge as we handicap those divisions and who can win those divisions so I'm very excited to get into that yeah, for sure. And people love the schedule grids. Obviously, Drew puts a lot of work in on those. And he'll, I'm sure, release them out in a follow-up tweet so you can take a look at them, save them on your, you know, put them on your hard drive, save them in your Google Drive so you can have them on your phone and look at them. I do that all year. Like, I, oh, have, yeah. parts, I, I have parts I have parts highlighted. I actually take mine and, and bring it into a, a thing where I can be highlighting some areas and yep. I make some notes on it so I can, you know, we make some plans for later on in the season. But, yeah, today, as we talked about in the description, today, today's going to be great for 
oh, you know, the, you, you real degenerates that bet baseball. Like that have been, <laughs> you know, you've been you've been betting baseball, you've been betting the NBA playoffs, the NBA season, the NHL, Euro. You've Euros. been tailing Andy's Euro, and now you're up a million units because he swept the quarterfinals. Swept the quarterfinals after a questionable <laughs> round of 16. But yeah, yeah table tennis, um, yeah, US women's Open. softball. Yeah. The you know we have the college world series. There's plenty of stuff. golf every fucking week. Tennis. What's so. the what's the craziest we, most what's the most degenerate up? thing? What's the most degenerate thing you bet on in the last week? In the last week, besides the rocket mortgage, uh, I mean uh, the hockey. Some of the hockey stuff, just because I couldn't I couldn't name a player on the Canadian. Hey, you know what? Hey, Andy, thank you for saying that. We have to shout out our good friend, Andy McNeil, digital yep. gambler, Andy McNeil. He was hard in the paint on the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I am oh, yeah. leveraged to the balls on uh, series handicaps, ev- unders, everything. Under five and a half. I have a sweet price at over six to one. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, same, dude. same, same. Bet. So, like, <laughs> Andy, actually, thank you. Yes, thank you. I'm waiting. Good, I'm waiting to get that uh, that flash score score alert where the Lightning score the first goal like they do every week or every single. <laughs> game i'd love this, this i played the under tonight i played the under tonight so hopefully I, we I, get that in the third period i've been betting that i've not only been you know having the sweep the under five and a half i've been betting the puck line every game i'm leaving it alone tonight i'm not going to double down on game four we're just going to let it let it Light, ride lightning one nothing <laughs> and they lift the trophy yeah well I, i'd be happy with that we'll take that so yeah lightning win tonight says dexter in the chats Yes. That would be great, but yes, as you can see on the side here, we have some. We're gonna. We're not gonna. This isn't gonna be a long one. No. We're gonna save the long ones for really ripping through the schedule, for really getting a deep dive into some of these teams yes. when we get to them. So this, you know, we're gonna. This probably be a quick hour. We're just gonna rip through some of these topics because there yeah. are some things. Again, like I, I was kind of joking, and then we went off completely off topic, like we've been drinking all day. But <laughs> no, and, and the point I was trying to make was like, you know, some of you haven't paid attention to the NFL as much as like, oh god, our friend Suma, who is, oh I know, you know, just he's way, deep in the NFL. He's way ahead of us, he's so far ahead of us. <laughs> we need to talk to him more. But if, yeah. if you have, like, like, if you just kind of zoned out, come Super Bowl, maybe tuned in a little for the draft, and you haven't paid attention much, this is gonna be a nice little catch up. We're gonna rip through some stuff. We're going to go quick. We've got, what, six topics on the side, and we're going to start with the is Ons game. Is Ons Jabor on the rundown? Ons Jabor is not. <laughs> oh, I'm, a little worried. Having, I'm a little worried about the next one. She's having a great fortnight, man. She's having Sabalink a great fortnight. tends to fall apart at this stage of the tournament. Just saying. The way, Just the saying. way she's hitting, though. She's, she can hit right through Ons. I'm a little worried. Ons, the Ons, Ons is just going to give her drop shots. She's going to drop her to death. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Let's see. If when does that matter? Is that movement. tomorrow? Yeah, I believe it's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I bet that I over. So, oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Ons, it, it the Ons Jabor, the Ons Jabor, fifty to one, one shot, one kill, final. Uh, the only bet I played on the women's side has been so much fun because she's been a dog in a bunch of these matches. Played some really, really killer opposition and come through. Uh, Wimbledon's been fun overall. Uh, oh, for sure. I wish, wish Rublev had won today. Otherwise, it's been a very oh, successful. That was a very successful. Really wild match. He fell apart. Yeah, that sucked. That sucked. Um, anyway, let's get to the rundown. I, I What's to, first on your list? I, w- I want to talk. If you if you get to talk about your tennis, I get to talk about my tennis. I bet the young British girl today. Redonkula. But I better I better on the handicap. And what was her name? Redonkula. Whoa, Something Redonkulous. Like <laughs> Redonkulous. Yeah. But no, I I better on the handicap, and I better to win two zero. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I'm like, hey, I'm down. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to break even. And, and she retired. Thank God. Those bets got voided. They got voided. <laughs> they all got voided. I didn't bet her money line. I bet. I'm like, you know what? I'm not betting the money line. You're running good, man. Hard. 
You're right. I, I never run good on retirement. So, all right, let's let's get the NFL. <laughs> well, what's your pick for keep Euros? To an hour. What are your Euro picks if you run so? Good? I what do you got I don't know. I'm, I, if I, if I give that out here, then I got to come up with a new segment for Brown Bag tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tune into Brown Bag Fest tomorrow. Yeah, I'll get, no, I'll I'll get my Euro picks. Pick. I'll get my Andy Flynn picks. I don't know yet. <laughs> so okay. either way, we'll uh, we'll get to that. But anyway, yeah, the first the first topic, and I, I don't know how much of a big deal this is going to be, but there are 17 games. We yeah. have a bit of a weirdness. There is. I'd say outside of the imbalance in the amount of home games one has, do you think this makes much of a big deal for the handicap in any way, shape, or form? I, I The only thing I can think of is maybe more of a chance of injury, obviously. Of course. There's a bigger, a bigger chance a team has clinched something late and will be resting players. Yes. And then really it's just, you know, the – the imbalance for uh, for who was it? The team that uh, is it Atlanta? Atlanta only Again, has seven home games. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta only has seven home games because yeah, kind of sucks for compared them. to some teams that have nine. Yeah. So yeah. Um, your point about the injuries is important. I think it's worth noting. Uh, the teams that are generally stars and scrubbiers, the Rams of the world. Um, I think you have to think a little bit more carefully about how you want to attack them if you're going to play them at all in the preseason. Um, and this, I, yeah, I mean, like 17 games, like, yeah, like a lot of these t- guys played most of a preseason game anyway. So they were playing 17 ish a year anyway. And I don't think this really, uh, has much of a, of a bump, but I will also say, considering what we saw in the NBA, what we've seen in other sports as it relates to injuries, baseball, uh, you know, like really like just the. Overall, like the pandemic has just really impacted kind of player preparation and um, health and fitness and stuff. So I, I'm prepared for an injury ridden season, irrespective of the fact that there's an extra game. What do you think? I think so too. I mean, we saw it. It's bad every year. It's just, it's football, man. First of I know. all, it's just, it's it's just football. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, violent it's very, as shit. It's yeah. a very violent sport. People get hurt every year. There's like there's a whole Twitter account that counts ACL injuries, like that that the ACL Recovery Club or whatever. Like yeah. we count that every year. So, I think maybe smarter coaches will. I I don't think obviously we're ever going to get to the level of like the NBA because there's 82 games. There weren't this year, but normally. But like smarter coaches will be smarter at the end of the year when it comes to things like resting players, especially when they realize like. You know, is there a difference between the two and the four seed? You know, what, what like yeah. what am what am I fighting for for the playoffs? Would I rather would I rather There's, give these guys a time to you, you know heal you wanna, some things you, like that? You want a real quick thought on this? There is only yeah. one team that I think has the potential to rest anyone. Falcons? No, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the AFC is way 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 too yeah. competitive that anyone's going to run away and hide in that in that conference. Um, they're all of the very good teams, the bills, the Browns, the Ravens, the chiefs, they all play each other. So there's going to be some attrition. No one's going 17 and zero. um, and then I would also point to, you know, Tampa Bay is kind of the class in the NFC by a long shot and they have kind of an easy schedule. Um, so I think I, you know, if I was getting involved in the Tampa Bay markets, I'm probably steering clear of some of the overs over. The, I mean, it's, it, it's, it, this is contradictory because we're like the only way they're putting they're, they're only so good. Yeah, the only way that they're they're resting players in week sixteen, seventeen, eighteen is if they're you know if they're 
15 and one <laughs> and they've already made their win total over yeah. well in time. Um, but I do, you know, like as I, you know, as, I guess as I would look at like say prop markets, right? Like receiving yards, passing yards, stuff like that. Like people are going to make a case Brady overs and stuff like and, mm-hmm. and I would, I would swerve those just because I can see Tampa Bay potentially having enough room on the NFC to rest. I think for sure this is going to be a big topic on Wednesday when we get into the schedules because it's – I mean, you're right. The the AFC is so competitive, and you really will have to run away with the – you know, you'll have to have a one seed locked up in the – there might be some teams, like I said. I think they're, they're – it's just not something we can predict. Like, I think there's going to be a team that's like in the two, three, four spot it's like I have nothing to play for. Like we could move up a spot. That's great. Yeah, like, you're, you're you know, right. like like predicting. Well, you know, if we were to host the four seed later in the playoffs, we'd have a home game. We should always try. It's like, man, is that ifs and buts worth it? Playing great, some injured players in week eighteen. So that's I think it might be a thing, but we might not know about it. It's probably something to evaluate in season. Great point. So that's a great yeah, point. Seven, once we get to seventeen games. Seventeen game thing again. We'll probably talk more about it Wednesday with some of these teams that have a bit of an imbalanced schedule. Not only because of the extra home game, but there's a few teams that got just extra screwed, even more than you know just Atlanta. So, I guess one last final thought on the seventeen game schedule. Um, I, I'm assuming that the player props for season long player player props for receiving and rushing. I'm assuming that those were all just extrapolated, assuming seventeen instead of sixteen. And yeah. that's a little dicey because uh, the light, you know, because and that kind of boils down to the injury bug sort of deal and the and the rest sort of deal. Like, I don't know that it's a clean extrapolation that you're going to get the same normal load that you would get on a on game 17 as you would uh, in a 16 game season. So I, I think player props, skill position players, unders are probably going to be plus EV as you start <laughs> and then you yeah. can identify some from there. Right. There, yeah, there, there's just going, there's going to be like, and again, 5% bigger chance for an injury. <laughs> you're playing one. If you play all the games, you're just playing one more full speed game. Right. Yes. You can get injured in camp. You can get injured in practice. I mean, there's another week of practice. There's the, you know, a full, there's a whole nother week of the deep dive. Really? Yeah. Like you, guys right. are, you guys are lucky out there. So no extra I, buy. No, no extra buy. I think they'll. I think we'll see the extra buy when we eventually go to eighteen games. But that'll be something we talk about. What maybe two years from now, Christ, they're going to. <laughs> they will. So um, next year, probably everyone hates seventeen. It might. It might Se- be next seventeen year. is such a horrible. It's such such a. This is a just a. No one's happy with this number. They're going to go to eighteen next year. I think it's going to be think quick. Probably right. <laughs> I think you're probably right. So uh, rule changes. Well, I, 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 they do this every year, and honestly, some of the rule changes aren't as big of a deal as when they say we're going to emphasize this. And if you watched and paid attention, we talked about it ad nauseum: the lack of offensive holding calls. Like, just that was something that got brought up. That's not in the rule changes per se, but they said we're not going to change anything, but they're going to have a big meeting with all the refs and they're going to make them watch like a training video or some shit. I don't know what they do down there. If we know if there's any refs or, you know, a ref, I'd love to talk. That would be a good interview. Ooh. Getting a ref on here. If you know a ref, I'm going to work on that. I will give you, I'll give you a, you'll get a tumbler. I'll give you a damn tumbler. If you can give me a ref. <laughs> so, but, but I mean, that is going to be, 
you know, something to watch because it's like, well, are they actually going to, you know, they can say we're going to make them watch a video when in actuality behind the scenes they can be like, call it more. So it'll be something to kind of monitor. You know, a lot of that stuff, you just kind of have to pay attention and see what they're going to do. But, I mean, in the actual rule changes were overtime is eliminated in the preseason, which is just the ultimate. Hallelujah. Like Hallelujah. The, the, uh, if you are betting preseason games, the mildest of adjustments to totals, when, there, you know, there's no chance of overtime, a lot of teams – did the Co- smart yeah, thing anyway. Yeah, coaches were going for two. Coach would go for going two for the anyway, tie so. anyway. They were. Yeah, but to. there were some. There were some dumb teams that would go into overtime in the preseason, which is stupid. So, um, another thing that happened last year that was a bigger adjustment besides the offensive uh, holding was the, you know, the lack of. In, unless your name. Oh God, I'm going to butcher the guy's name. Uh, the kicker from Atlanta, who who supposedly can just make any onside kick work. Young Ho Young Ho Koo. Yeah, yeah, he was money at it, but yeah, he he accounted for like eighty percent of the successful onside kicks. Like it was <laughs> it was the lowest level of recovery since two thousand one. Yeah, they did some adjustments for safety reasons. Now they're gonna they're not walking back the safety stuff. A big part of it was they didn't want people colliding at full speed. Yeah, so right. they put more people closer to the ball. So you were able to have all your players within this this setup zone. They called it. Um, on the defense or on the recovery side. So on, on the receiving side, they're going to make two of those players move out of the setup zone. So there'll be two fewer players are in this really close area that can recover. It should help a little, but again, like handicapping wise, I, again, I, I don't think any of these are going to be like major adjustments, just something to, you know, think about if you're live betting, I guess. Put it's, it in the old, in the old brain box. Yeah. Put, yeah, put it in the old brain box. I think it's there. Um, they did fix replay a little. They weren't letting like them communicate. They would just kind of tell them this is what we're seeing. Now they're going to let the the replay officials. It, the way they re, they you know worded this, designated members and the replay official of the officiating department can now provide certain objective information to the on field officials. Hallelujah. I think I think they can just be like it hit the ground. We, yeah. we can't. Yeah. That's not a we catch. Can, yeah, no, that's not a so catch. I, yeah, we I think see, we uh, see it hitting the ground. You know, again, probably nothing handicapping, but this might make the game better. Like from a, the more common sense we can put into replay, the better I would think. I agree. The, and it, it is fun. the the one here is funny. Do you remember the Tom Brady pass that he caught and then threw again? I do. That will is be that a loss of down. Now? It's a, a no. It's a loss of down, down. now too. So ah, it's okay. funny, like okay, so that just of, that that the just, of uh, something that happening again are so small. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, if you're a quarterback, no, don't throw that ball. I Do guess not just throw the ball a second time. I'm not sure I've understand. seen it before that where they caught it and tried to throw it again. Most know to just take off with it. So I, I think the that's a dumb one. The important thing here is the NFL continues to crack down on the cheater, Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, that, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. Like, they are not going to let him continue to get away with this stuff. The, the one – I would like to know how many how many plays do you think are run in an NFL season? Oh, boy. Ballpark? Uh, so there's 256 shit, games. Uh, a, a team runs 80, on average, 80, what, 80? 80, 80, 80 a game? Uh, so 160 a game. Well, no, 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 no. 80 total a game. 40 per side. a team only runs 40 plays a game? Uh, no, I guess it's actually – yeah, maybe more like um, – yeah, like I, I think like 35 pass attempts, 20-ish rushes would be an average game. 
Let's go um, so 60. 50, yes, uh, so 60 aside, 120, 120 a game. And it's 256. Um, we're not 30, counting. 000. I guess I'm not thinking of like puns, kickoff, special team stuff. So, yeah, no, maybe it's only, it is. Only, it is only plays where a quarterback can catch the ball and throw okay, it. Okay, so, so 30,000 plays or so. Uh, 30,000 plays. It's it happened one once. <laughs> and it didn't happen the year before, so one out of 60,000 or so. But they, they did nip that one in the bud. That will not be an issue. The rules committee is – I did read a bunch about the rules committee. There's some interesting stuff on like, there's some teams that are very forward thinking on overtime. And I think we will see changes to that eventually. This none of that passed. Like one of them was they flip a coin and you, the winner of the toss either gets to decide who gets the ball or where they start on the field. And the other team okay. gets to choose whatever they don't choose. They uh, Something like that. It, it was a cool, uh, a cool little way to go about that. I think eventually we'll see, Something unique, and it's so hard to make it fair in overtime. You win the coin toss, it's so advantageous. They I need to fix wanna, that a little. You want a hot take? Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I, I would like – I'd like leave something the, leave the to overtime rules where they are. I, I don't it it, it just is, sucks that the coin toss is, like, the biggest part of overtime. The good thing is that they just made it shorter. <laughs> that yeah. was the important part. The but, ones uh, where it's like drive, dr- drive, th- three and out, <laughs> punt, three and out, punt, three and out, punt, and you're like, okay, these. Somebody are tweeted not this the other day. Um, I don't know who it was, but I, I should give them credit. But they said like, if a game can go to overtime, it shouldn't be able to end in a tie. What's the point of overtime if it can still end in a tie? That's my question. only. Yeah, that's that's question. my only qualm with it. I'd like that fix. So, I. I I probably am in the same camp. Like I'd like to see it more fair, but I don't really give a, a big shit, I guess. But yeah, I just you'll probably see something down the road here. The uh the I biggest guess as long, the biggest rule as change long as as long as your minus eight is still alive in overtime, that's all I care, right? Like uh, like if you can kick a field goal and then you still can get a pick six, right? Princess yes, yum, yum. on board. Is is a minus eight still live in overtime? That's what I want to know. Yeah. It is. Okay. It's a it's live. I, I think so. I don't know. I'll have to go back and check that. But I mean the rule change we really need to talk about is the one I do hate because it's gonna confuse me, is the jersey thing. Like you're Actually, allowed to have if, like whatever jersey change, you want. Did they change the rules a year or two ago though? When the interception happens, then the play is blown dead, game's over. They did. I don't so think you can't you pick can... six? You can't pick six. Like I think it, it was the the way it was at first. That was a thing, and then they're like, "We should fix that." Like, why would it matter? Okay, like, so, just, so, so uh, in, in the spirit of not kicking an extra point when time okay. has elapsed <clears throat> or so, when time has expired. So, if you yeah. lay seven and a half or eight, you're dead when yep. it goes overtime. Okay, okay. Or if well, you if you if you took the points, you're 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 home, won. you're home free. You're it's home like free. tennis; like you're you've home. already won as, as long as the won. game finishes. As long as the game finishes. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm kind of joking. I don't really give a shit about the jersey change thing. It is going to be confusing, <laughs> and really, you won't see a lot of a lot of players won't do it because you're forced to buy the entire stock of all the jerseys that are out there, unless you wait a full year. So you can, if you do it this year, you have to buy your stock. If you wait till next year, you don't have to. I guess this that disproportionately hurts the players who are popular. Or, or veteran players who have more jerseys out there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, like if you're yeah. a veteran or more popular and you've had your stock is is fat, um, you gotta wait a year to change your number. Yeah, I don't think this is gonna be a big deal at all. No, it's just dumb. Like it's a dumb thing. 
they are going to emphasize taunting a little. Uh, again, I don't know if that's an actionable angle, but if Thank you get God. Really, if you really get mad, but, well, and that's the thing. Like, if you're going to get mad because your team lost, uh, you know, a, an important chunk of yards on a taunting play, know that like the, the players have been informed. They're going to emphasize this shit where, you know, God forsake you throw the peace sign up or something like that. Which, yeah, or hold, hold that's my like dick. the coolest taunting. Yeah, hold my dick was probably the best taunting, and hold that would that would definitely get you a fifteen yard penalty in today's NFL. No fun league, goddamn it. No, no fun league. Fucking fun. Yes. All right, coaching changes. We got seven. <sighs> big one. You've this was a big year. This was a big, 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 big year. Um, and especially the ones that changed and who came in and how it all is turning over, I think, is pretty important. Yeah. Uh, who, I guess, what, um, where do you want to start? Alphabetically, Art, Art Smith? Well, let, 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 let's <laughs> list, we're going to list them off quick. Alphabetical, just, Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Smith, Tennessee's, and this is the thing. It's a, it's a two-part thing. It's, a two, it's not just it's a two-edged sword. It's a two-edged two sword. Another team lost, an, uh, for the most part, of, uh, one of these, nobody lost anybody, I guess. Urban Meyer's family lost him for the the season. He's not going to see them, but for this, for, for the this, most part, yeah, like for this Arthur season, Smith, at least for yeah. part of this season. Part of this season, Arthur Smith is now in Atlanta. He was Tennessee's offensive coordinator. Um, I don't, do we really have to do him alphabetically? I have no. You can do it. You do okay, Urban, Urban Meyer, uh, you know, obviously in Jacksonville, <laughs> out of retirement. We'll see if this is, you know, is this going to be Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Johnson, is or is this going to yeah. be Bobby it's... Petrino? Sorry again, Atlanta fans. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right. Robert Sala, New York Jets. What's the what's who is the last college coach that was truly successful at the NFL? Honestly, I think Chip Kelly was. It just wasn't how the league wasn't ready. And that was the last. He, one? he, he didn't have this. He didn't. I don't think he had the. I don't think he had the backing. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Do you think he's been successful? I'm not giving yet? Cliff. But no. I'm not giving Cliff any kind of. Credit no, I won't right give now. him. He. Credit he yet. He backed his way out of the playoffs last year. Yeah, <laughs> they they managed to work their way out of the playoff picture. Uh, mm-hmm. I also am not ready to give Matt Rule any credit at all. Um, there's somebody we're forgetting about, though. I'm sure, right? Uh, yeah, if somebody if you, somebody can think of it, hit us up with that for sure. The last but, uh, really yeah. successful jump from the college game to the pro game was Saban. That wasn't even that. Saban was a funny one. That was a funny one. Um, um, this has Pete, Pete Carroll, honestly. Pete Carroll. As much yeah. as we dig on Pete Carroll, like he he's had enough success where that counts. Yeah, Dan just said it in the chat now too. Pete Carroll. So all right, so the rest of them. Robert Sala, he was the San Francisco D coordinator. He's now with the Jets. Brandon Staley will jump across town from the Rams, courting their defense. What's your what's your um, the Chargers? What's your general temperature on that? Let me me list the last couple. We'll get to it. Um, Sirianni at Philly. Nick Sirianni. He was the coordinator in Indy. And David Culley. I had to write this one down. Who was the Baltimore's. uh, He's the Houston head coach now. He was the The Baltimore's assistant head coach, wide receivers coach, and passing game coordinator. I'm not even sure we're going to talk about that one. So he was in charge of the weakest aspects of Baltimore's offense. Yeah, the wide receiver in the passing game. Got it. Good okay. job. That's how you. That's Good how you. Job, that's how you move up in Houston. Is that was this a move? And they drafted that. Receiver. Was it even a lateral move to go from Baltimore's room to Houston job this year? Oh man, it's hard. Like if you're a guy in that position yeah. who's not like Dable or 
like talk about you know be enemy one of these these hot names or you know even like sala and or you know one of the names that's getting thrown around if you're not in that hot group of names and you get offered a head coaching position you take it even even if you're like their ninth choice which i'm guessing that you know that's hyperbole but he certainly wasn't the first no, choice like, oh, man, worst, we got to go get david cully worst case scenario you have another job for the rest of your life now once you yeah, get to be coach. a head coach in the NFL, you can basically find any other job forever. You know, you can go yeah. be offensive coordinator at Alabama if you want to. Yeah, uh, like like the last Texans coach. Yeah, somebody just com- compared not only Cully, but he compared Sirianni to the Zach Taylor. Like you're just the Sirianni. He said over your skis, and yeah, it's just like it does feel like a placeholder. Like you know what? Though? Who can we get cheap? Before, like, we need to get this. This franchise is in like absolute utter disarray at this point. Like, hire somebody who will agree to do it for a cheap price, so he can have that on his resume, and we'll get rid of him in two years when we when we figure out where this ship is headed. So, okay, I'm so, not, I'm, I'm not, I don't think it's a plus or a minus for this team. Couple they're, thoughts, they're still- real quick, Dave. If if the Texans fail this year, Dave Culley, no, this is a no lose for David Culley. No, he he's great. Resume the spot. expectations are as low as you can possibly get, and if he does anything, if the Texans do anything positive, he will get a a disproportionate amount of the credit. And if they fail, we all know that it's the Easterbrook character that deserves the blame, not David yep. Culley. Like this is a very clear no lose for David Culley. Absolutely want to put that on the record. Uh, similarly for Nick Sirianni. And I really, I don't know, my expectations of him are very low, but um, he's in an easy division. He got a job in an easy division with, uh, you know, with some talented players coming off of injury uh, for that Philadelphia team. I, that, that one, of all the teams, as I stand back and you're like, who has the widest distribution of outcomes across every team in the NFL as we come into this new season of handicapping? Philadelphia is probably the widest distribution yeah. for me right now. They could be a two-win team. They could be a 11-win team. And it could be anything in between. <laughs> when, when we get to them in the previews, we will definitely be stomping for some alt Anything, alt over, alt under. So, I mean, just, uh, I mean, and we will, we'll get to each one of these men in deeper detail. But I mean, just right off the bat, who out of these seven? Yeah, who's the best hire? Who's the, who's the one who makes the least amount of you know excitement for you? I I think Art Smith probably the best hire. Fred Um, Urban Meyer is a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, very, very successful everywhere he's been, but we've seen. You know, people come and go. Producer Dan just sent me something um, in the chat here with the first-time head NFL head coach directly hired from college since 2000, Matt Rule, Kingsbury, Bill O'Brien, if you don't remember, oh, yeah. was he hired directly from, from college. State. Yep, right. Chip Kelly, Doug Marone. I don't hate Doug Marone. I think he's always had a bad situation. What not college was he good. hired from? Uh I, I can't answer yeah, that question right now. Billion dollar question. I could. I, Greg Schiano. You can give me. You can give me thirty guesses. I don't think I could tell you. Somebody. Somebody in the chat Doug has Marone. to look that up and hit us with that. Was it? But, it was, uh, Doug Marone. What? I feel like it was like gosh. Memphis or Buffalo or some smaller school. He got, like that. Anyway, they, he went. Right. He jumped from. We uh, missed a big from one. A, he jumped from the non-power five to an NFL head coaching job. Syracuse. Doug was, uh, Marone Syracuse. was Syracuse. Syracuse, that counts. 
It's powerful. All right, we, we missed a big one, though, and I'm going to leave him for last. So Petrino, Saban, Spurrier, Butch Davis. I mean, those are absolute disasters. But we missed J- Jim. Jim Harbaugh went from college directly to the NFL. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to say, like, he's been uber, but I mean, he's had enough success where I think we should give him credit. I'm fine, I'm fine with that, yeah. I'm fine yeah. with that. So, all right. So, your best hire here is Art Smith. Obviously, we bet a little on him to win Coach of the Year. Uh, Dan Campbell. I think it's like a dead heat for you know everyone in the chat is saying like the same thing. Somebody says Cully is the ultimate free roll. Like, ultimate yeah, that's free. what he ultimate. is. Ultimate. So, like, I, I kind of want to throw Cully and yeah. Sirianni out because those franchises are trying to figure things yeah, out. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, right, right. so like Urban, Dan Campbell, and those other two guys. It's like I mean, it's a four way tie for. Lord knows one of those the worst tire out of the bunch, and there's no telling now. Yeah, probably Dan Campbell. <laughs> probably, <laughs> but again, it's still probably Dan Campbell because he's an absolute um, lunatic. But at I the love, same time, I love like, the passion. It, it's the same sort of thing as Dave Cully, though, which is all like if it works, then congratulations. If it doesn't, then you've got yourself in position to draft your next franchise quarterback, and you can you're you're not in purgatory. Any the way you should build your team is A B P. Anything but purgatory. You either want to be competing. Or you want to not. lose every game, yes. or you want to be <laughs> anything uh, but purgatory. Even these teams that are like, oh, we can make like a six-seven spot in the playoffs. Like that's that doesn't True. help you. It's hard to bounce off that unless unless it's just like, oh, you're young. It keeps you employed. It keeps you employed. Yeah, but and that's something we'll get to too. Yeah, I, but yeah, no, I think the, the, I'm op, I'm I'm um, cautiously optimistic about Brandon Staley. His scheme obviously worked, but he had two of the best defensive players of their generation on his team. So was it really Staley, or was it you know the talent? Um, I, I think he'll have the same situation though. There's they've just had injuries. Now they have a really good young quarterback. I think there's just enough talent where, like, I think Brandon Staley will probably end up in a Super Bowl at some point in the next. Five six years because I I don't think he's getting shit canned. Well, and, you know he, he's coaching it, for the Chargers, right? Yeah, I I think that they're they're gonna turn a corner. I believe I don't believe in jinxes, mushes, <laughs> moons and gooches. He's gonna end up in a Super Bowl, and it'll be one of those things where you know ten years from now he's like, oh man, you know this guy, he got a ring in in LA. I'll give him an like, AFC championship game, but yeah, that, we'll, that, we'll, that get him, we'll get him to the Super Bowl. We're talking about like in like uh, like first people's curse kind of yeah, situation. It, it, it might be, but but either way, like let me let me run with my thing because okay, I, I okay. think I agree with you. <laughs> okay, okay. I think it's like a case where yeah, he he was it. When you have that much talent, it's hard to look bad. He's sure. lucking into a very talented team with a really good young quarterback on a rookie deal where you can add a bunch of talent around him. They have a great defense. That's if right. they make an AFC title game, win an AFC title game, God forsake it, break the curse and win a Super Bowl, he's going to coach for another, you know, however many years. There's going to be a low spot. He's going to get fired. He's going to take another job and sure. be horrible, like in a <laughs> rebuild. So, and I, I, I love me. I'm making a prediction for like 15 years down the road. No, I no, will, no, no. I got to get this timestamp so I can have somebody save this in a file for like 15 years. You're Put describing. You're describing a specific arc that I yeah. feel like we've seen, like um, like the Dan Quinn arc. This was like the Dan mm-hmm. Quinn arc. Like if Dan Quinn succeeds as a coordinator, now he'll get another look probably, even though he definitely does not deserve one. Who else has this arc that you're describing? Mike McCarthy. Honestly, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Jimmy, jo- Jimmy Johnson Jimmy wasn't Johnson that great. Had but, this arc. I mean, yeah. He, uh, 
those teams were just so talented. Or, or if you want to go past that, Barry Switzer. Like, Barry Switzer. Yeah. He wasn't a good coach. Just, you're, yeah, mm-hmm. you're describing a very specific arch- archetype that I feel like we've seen a bunch of in the NFL. So it's not crazy. Young, he's okay. young enough. I'm, I'm honestly like, and people might not like this take, but Tony Dungy. I'm not yeah, sure he yeah. like he he was a great motivator of men, but man, he, he just always said like, oh yeah, Peyton Manning. Like it's it's awful hard to like when you have a whole other head coach out on the field, it's hard to be bad. Like they should have won more. I'm sad. I I don't give Tony credit, and I like him. He's a Minnesota guy. I played for the Gophers, so he's my colleague um, at NBC. You should well, be more respectful of Tony Dungy. Tony. <laughs> I've, 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 Tony. Yeah, I I I guess I I need to think a little bit harder about. Uh, what his real legacy was like. His leadership of men thing was always a little red flag. And some today. of some of his hot takes now and like, they're pretty. They're, stuff, they're pretty. They're pretty bad. They're pretty, they're pretty bad. rough. Yeah, so, they're pretty. We, bad. But like I said, we'll we'll get into these seven men even deeper. And not only that, but the men who replace them in their jobs when Ooh. we get to team previews. So we'll bounce to rookies who matter. There's actually not that many. There's never that many. There's a few, like like we've talked about, we talked about defensive players have a hard time coming into the league and making a big impact unless they're an edge rusher. Edge rushers are not reactive. Go kill the quarterback, not cover that guy, read the play, be a be a linebacker out in space, you know, read these run plays. Like an edge rusher who is a, a specific pass rusher is not having to be reactive. He just has to go after it. It is a little easier. It's still a big jump, but we've seen them be successful. Defensive rookies, it's hard to make many, you know, a lot of cases for many of them to be impactful. Most, and truthfully, honestly, on the other side of the ball, maybe a few wide receivers every year. You know, you can have a Justin Jefferson year. We've seen that plenty of times. Odell's rookie year was amazing. You know, obviously remember way back Randy Moss, uh, Anquan Bolden, what he did. Like a receiver can come in and change an offense. But 99% of the time when a rookie is really, really important and makes a difference on a team, it's going to be a quarterback. And do you have more than – are there Are there just four? Is it four and maybe less? Probably three. It's probably not a fourth. And I, uh, I, I think I might be throwing out Lance. I think I am too. It doesn't seem like he's for sure going to get the deal, which is weird. This might be, um, yeah, this might be our first hot take of the year, but Mac Jones will be more impactful in this NFL season than Lance. I think he might be. I think that's a thing. I think he might be. Well, more impactful. Just good, good or, bad. good or bad. Good or bad. Yeah, it, we're not saying we're not saying he's going to be a better player. He's going to be a better oh, quarterback, dude. even if they both played on dude, the same team. Honestly, I don't think he's better. I cannot. He's going wait. to be more I impactful. Can, I cannot wait for our Patriots podcast. By the way, yeah, it's that gonna team, be a weird. That team sucks. That team sucks. And we're going to find out exactly how many wins a good coach is worth from Coach yeah. Belichick this year. Um, but, yeah, no, no, no. Your only thing I can add, the defense, this defensive class was weak on top of defensive players don't mm-hmm. tend to make a huge impact their rookie year. So double down on not going to matter. Um, and, yeah, we're going to see a lot of Trevor Lawrence. We're going to see a lot of Zach Wilson. And we'll probably see a lot of Justin Fields. And I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know who else. I, you know what? You know what? We're gonna see a lot of um, uh, the Atlanta kid, the tight end. Yeah, Pitts. Pitts, Pitts will make a big difference. 
So I wrote down, I wrote down there's, there's probably like four or five receivers that'll make a difference. Yeah. I don't know who they'll all be. Hopefully Rashad Bateman with the uh, Baltimore makes a difference. I think he's just, I watched a lot of him at Minnesota. They needed, Mm -hmm. you know, one more piece up there to help that passing game, even though they lost their passing game coordinator. Uh, I think Pitts obviously makes a big deal. He has to, you have to make him part of the offense. Yep. And then, um, it's tough with Cincinnati. Like, if the offensive line is still that bad, hopefully they can scheme around that. I'm not sure if Jack Zach makes it out of the season. Hopefully Joe Burrow does. But, they, you know, they added a, a star receiver. A few teams did. What could be a star receiver? I think between the LSU guys, the Bama guys, Rashad Bateman, um, the both Moores and Pitts, like three or four of those guys are going to have decent years. It's yeah. just really hard to tell. Like, if you had to pick between all the, all the you know, receivers from last season, a lot of you'd probably Judy Rugs, and not you know not just because I want to put this out there because I'm from Minnesota, but like, I I wasn't like excited about Justin Jefferson. I thought he was good. I thought he would be fine. I didn't expect that sort of season. It's a crapshoot. It seems like it's it's hard to figure out what what makes it you know, right. from one one level to the next. So of those, there'll be some impactful receivers. But otherwise, again, once we get to the the previews here, we'll touch on everybody's rookies and talk about the ones that might actually make some small differences, whether it's at a depth or, you know, some rotational guys or some people that'll see the field. We'll get to that. But for the most part, it's it's quarterbacks and a few receivers slash tight end this year. Yeah. Najee and not, Harris. And Najee might, Harris, of course. Najee Harris, he's obviously. Big, he's going to fix, yeah, he's he's gonna fix that fix, team. He's going to completely turn around run game. And, and again, we're not fantasy guys. Like, Najee Harris is probably a pretty good – like, he, he's probably going to see the ball a ton. And it's going to be because there's going to be a blitzing linebacker coming and he's going to have to dump <laughs> it off to somebody. So the guy might have, like, 70 targets. I don't know. But uh, I'm not super excited about any of the running backs – slash again offensive linemen are great there's two really good ones that'll make a big difference we'll talk about it when we get to those teams um returning impact players and this kind of goes along with there's comeback player of the year but there's man, a lot we talked yeah we talked about the injuries that happen every year nasty nasty season for that nasty N- nasty season i think tampa bay is losing right now what What's the score? I can't have that. The one nothing. It's one nothing Canadians. God, what, what don't period? do that in my life. I don't know. It's probably the first, maybe yeah. the second. They, it is the first, they, late in the did, first did, period. Did puck drop at at eight at eight eight Eastern? They never start on time, but they did. apparently were forty five minutes in well, the Canadian game. Canadian national anthem in in uh, in Montreal is pretty awesome. If you've never we seen, we stand on guard. They sing it in both languages, don't they? I would assume so. They love their French up there. Um, uh, returning yeah, just, players. Just off, yeah, just off the top, Dak, Sack, Joe Burrow, CMC, Jimmy G, and then, I mean, Winston being elevated, that's because you just kind of look at comeback player of the year and look at all those guys. But, man, there were some nasty injuries. Like, Dak, yeah. Dak has the ability to be a top-five quarterback, a top-five offense. We don't know if the coach is going to – allow that to happen but i mean that was a huge loss sack one no matter what you think of running backs or how it works like he's still he's a home run threat and it adds something to the offense no, no mention what, what it takes away no mention by you of the offensive guard for kansas city chiefs 
<laughs> we keep seeing this guy. How, can, how, how can you? How could you just blow? Ten, he's right like by. the tenth favorite. How could? How do you blow by him? Because it's an offensive line. An offensive oh, okay. line that's not going to win comeback player of the year. It's just not a thing. You did. You did. The guy would have, you did omit that. Derwin James, who could I didn't yeah, I didn't mention ball. Derwin. There's a bunch of defensive players coming back that you a know bunch. I mean you can just go look at the Chargers and find six guys that missed last year for sure. But <laughs> yeah, that this uh this offense, yeah, the offensive lineman would, would have to have like a Nick Bosa. Uh, man, he'd have to have a story. Like he'd he have would, to he beat would. in a rare he would have to like beat in a rare disease and like Saved a bunch of orphans from a building during the season. Did he beat a burning disease? building? No, I don't think so. Oh, we don't know that though. We should fact check that. <laughs> he might beat a rare disease. I don't know. I mean, it happens. Like Eric Berry did. Like, yeah. That was, that, uh, and you can say whatever. Trey like, Mancini. Trey Mancini. Like those He's people be love in that sort of derby next week. Yeah. No, exactly. That's beating sort of, that sort of stuff plays in the media stuff. Cancer. Like don't don't think it doesn't. You gotta. You better believe it. Um, all right. Oh my God, Dan, Dan just said Nick Bosa survived the capital siege of January 6th. <laughs> That's not true. We shouldn't be laughing. People died, Andy. People did People die. Died. Like, that, that was a weird deal. What a weird that was year. Weird. What a weird What a deal. weird year, right? What a weird deal. Tom Brady went to Florida and won. A bunch of Twitter trolls stormed the Capitol. Tom Brady went to Florida and won. Trump didn't. Incredible. Kind of a Incredible. goofy year. Florida was close. Oh my god, Georgia. Florida was close. Grade the election bets, guys. Come on, let's go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, returning impact play. again. Dude, we'll get more in depth on these, but like god, out of all really these, election. it's clear clearly Dak is the most important yes. with a bullet. Very much. Sack one will make a difference for that offense, no matter how much mm-hmm. we hate how he's used. He's a, I don't think I don't think he's a net negative. I don't think it's some huge upgrade. I don't think he's a net negative because he has that big home run threat. The way I, they use him sucks because they just suck. I but, like their offense without him better last year. I like Daniel but Jones running I, the ball. I, I, hate, I hate their offense in general because Jason no. Garrett runs it. So forget about no. any kind of bullishness on the New York Giants as long as Jason Garrett is calling the plays. Agreed. So I don't know. We'll see on that. Other, other than that, like I'm excited to see Winston starting. That's probably going to be a thing. What do you put the percentage that J- Jameis Winston is the starter this year? 50-50. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 60-40. I, I hope. It could be Hill. We're very confused at the decisions that get made down there. Hill's getting paid a lot, so it might be Hill. Um, CMC, does that they move the needle for money, you? They don't have money to pay a quarterback next year. I don't know what is going on yeah. in New Orleans. I don't know what is going on. I CMC, think McCaffrey – I think McCaffrey, McCaffrey moves the needle because he's more of a receiving threat. Absolutely. Than, yes. Honestly, most most running yeah. backs. In he sh- the, yeah, he should. He most should. running backs in history, really, if we're going to yeah. come out and say it. Like, he can be just a straight-up slot receiver at times. He's very good. He's an impact player in the receiving game. That'll make a difference. Yeah. That team, if they can fix whatever's broken with Darnold. He's no, he's no Travis Etienne in the slot, but he is a good slot receiver, yeah. That's he would true. be a good slot receiver. Yeah. Jimmy G, I mean – that was one of those where we don't think that highly of Jimmy G. And I think that injury got overblown because everybody got hurt in that team. Like they were just chargers North. Like 
Everybody got hurt. They had so many injuries, everybody. and they just blew up the. Well, they lost their quarterback. No, they everybody. lost like everybody. everybody. A bunch of defensive players, receivers, everybody. offensive linemen, defensive linemen, everywhere up and down. Everyone got hurt. So uh, Jimmy G get, coming back doesn't move the needle a lot. I wish he wouldn't. I'd love to see what Fields or excuse me, what Trey Lance has if he has it or not. I think they need to figure that out quick. I do have one wild card in here. Tight end, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tim Tebow, returning to the league. Needle? Moved? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> We're going to hear about it, and it's going to be I, annoying. I think you have to, I think you have to respect, uh, <laughs> respect the fact that Tim Tebow's back in the league. When somebody goes out... Teams are going to have to game plan titles. for him. Teams are going to have to game plan for him, yeah. But I, and, you know, we joke, but he's a fucking athlete. Like, he's an athlete. He'll figure it out. Yeah, I went and figured out how to play pretty high level minor league baseball. I if don't Logan, know. if Logan Thomas can do it, why why not Tebow? Why not Tim? Why not now? <laughs> why not us? Right? Why, why not can't us? why can't us? Yeah. If, if why not why not our Jags? Twelve to one to win the division. Drew said it months ago. Yeah, it's probably down in the seven to one range round right now. It's so seven eight nice to one. CLV down that one. That should CLV? go well. Yeah, that'll that always goes so well for us. Um, yeah, and the, the last one, and before we just kind of hit it, if anybody has any questions or anything you think we missed on catch-up, but coaching hot seats, there is a ton of guys, I think, that are on the absolute hot seat. Nagy, obviously. Zach Taylor, kind of, just because Nagy, I think he's, Nagy's a, the guy he's a placeholder. You gotta, Na- it's Nagy and McCarthy. You, yeah, that's Nagy's the me. guy you got to recognize. McCarthy, to a degree, but Jerry Jones, probably not a mistake admitting guy um, no uh i'm gonna put who am i gonna put on the hot seat um zimmer zimmer if the bikes are really bad yeah i keep forgetting to look up lame duck status we need to look that up trip, trip tepper here in the chat he's been pretty active tonight he asked what about cliff he's on the hot seat I think he's not. I think he's damn close. I think he's on the hot seat because um, the GM is absolutely on the hot seat, and he's going to throw him under the bus if something goes sideways. That is, that's a good point. That they kind of go. There are some of these where it's like they go hand in hand. Nagy and Pace being the greatest example of that. Actually, in a long time, where where, like they're so attached to the hip, where it's just you know if if it goes down with the ship. Yes. Um, Yeah, that's 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 actually a decent take. there, there's a few guys, um, and somebody brought up the Cowboys are on hard knocks. Does that hurt or help Mike McCarthy? I don't think it helps him. I don't think like, I've ever seen a hard knocks rap where I was like, I have higher confidence that this coach that will. <laughs> I have higher confidence that this coach is going to make it. Uh, like Rex Ryan was entertaining as fuck, but I was like, after that was over, I was like, well, this is his only job he's ever getting. <laughs> this yeah. is his only chance. <laughs> he's just going to get uh, weird tattoos, jerk off Who are off some of the other and... absolute losers on Hard Knock? I guess McVeigh. I didn't have a worse opinion was than McVeigh after the – but that was just a boring-ass season. I didn't watch much of it. Um, I had a higher – I had a worse opinion of Joe Philbin. Like, I knew Joe Philbin was – it was done for him in Miami after that season of Hard Knocks. Um there's probably yeah. some other good examples. I think, I think, you know, I had a little faith in McCarthy when he came in. That faith was quickly dashed. I had to turn around on that in a hurry. I don't think there's going to be, like, some clip of him saying something really smart. Like, it's probably going to be the opposite. Like, oh, no, this guy's 
this guy's straight up from the you know he's stuck in the early 2000s maybe before that like yeah. i think there's gonna be some bad clips i'm not excited um fangio somebody brought up fangio maybe if the drew lock show really really continues to take a downhill you know tumble maybe you buy, you buy me the drew priest mini camp I, oh my god it's the same as every sport ever. Like baseball no, players I, are in the best shape of their I life. Heard, I heard Drew Lock is hitting everything. Read, I heard and read some stuff that was not positive about a couple of guys. No, that's the thing. Like anything you read, it's like, well, this guy writes for the team. He's gonna be like, yeah, stuff looked good. He made some mistakes, but he had a couple nice throws to close practice. And then, like, if you, if you actually dig in, yeah, there's some people that, that, give, that was like, that, like that was give like me the straight deal. I read about Tua is what you just said. <laughs> The Drew Lock people were like, "Whoa!" Like that was surprisingly. I would not expecting that. Like people were genuinely, positively surprised by by Lock. Somebody doesn't like your Patriots take. Well, you'll have to tune in to the Patriots episode when we oh, get to who's, it. Who's who's? Uh, he said. Vier, he said. Vier, is it Vier? No, Exesh Bekele says oh. the team went seven and nine. Just added five of its six best defensive players, two wide receivers, two tight ends, upgraded its O line. And added a top prospect rookie quarterback sucks. Not accounting for the fact the greatest minds to ever spent time on football are mostly on the coaching staff. Yeah, they're still uh, gonna be bad. Belichick lost his secret weapon. Ernie Adams retired. Yep, that doesn't help. No, and um, you know I, we had that I, conversation I, last year. Was honestly, it was it Brady or Bill? Was it Brady or Bill? We're gonna find out. It might have been Ernie. It might have been Ernie. The Ernie whole time. And Bra- Ernie and Brady, obviously. Um, but the, in seriousness, the the um, the guys that took the year off for COVID related reasons, I am giving them very low likelihood of performing at the level we saw pre COVID. Those guys were all kind of at the end, not just the Patriots specifically, but pretty much everyone. Every yeah, across off. the league. I think a year off out of football, that it's good. It might feel like ten years out of football. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it, it, it'll it'll be another one of those teams where it's like either this stuff works I out and wrong. they can, yeah, no, it either works out and they're like a ten win team because I don't think they have the talent to be very great in the AFC. The AFC is just too competitive. If this doesn't work out, if it doesn't work out at all, they're an alt under team for sure. So here, here, the Matt Patricia factor. The, the Patriots lost meaningfully important talent on the offensive line. They they have no quarterback. And the a lot of the players they brought in seem like they fit a different system than what the Patriots yep. can operate on offensively. Patriots defense might be great. They might be a top five unit and they may win games on the back of solid defensive play with the you know readdition of some of the players who took a year off. But um, offense wins you football games in the NFL in my yep. mind. And somebody brought up Le'Veon Bell as well as the taking a year off of football. Like, yeah, right. Again, yes, running, great, running backs, great comp. great comp. Running running backs tend to erode their talent at a quicker rate as well. But that's yeah, that's not a bad comp. There's been other guys. Oh, for sure. No, there are pe- people that take time off. It's it's tough to get back into it. So, I think yeah, yeah league wide we should be downgrading your, those players. If you're, if you're a Nick Bosa type and you're young and you're getting back into shape coming off of a major injury, that's different in my mind than uh, a guy who like voluntarily steps away from the game for a year. Yeah. All right. Any, 
Anything else? I said we'd keep this tight. I think like, that was good. We're at like 55, 56 minutes. Yeah, let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save them. We're going to save a lot of our save takes it. for, yeah, when we're, we're going to spend it. like 30 to 40 minutes on a, on every team. Yes. And so I can't wait. We're going to save a lot of our takes for those. Hey, you know what, Andy? High five. Good job by you. That was, Damn it. it was, no, ready? Oh, we did it. You couldn't okay. see it. It's in the middle there. Oh, okay. Um, are you reversed? Cause you were going that way. Anyway, the, um, I don't know. I don't know. I okay. Dan, if you and it also, yeah, shout out Dan threw together a new look, new look yes. for the deep dive. Of course, you'll be if you're watching, more new if looks. you're watching on our YouTube channel, subscribe, rate, pl- give us a thumbs up by all means. We're going to be you know higher quality. Our, our the production quality, the 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 content team over at BetSports, led by our good friend Andy Molitor, is continuing to grow and improve and make things better and. We'll have uh, an, an improved look throughout the rest of the season. I'm excited for it. And it's great to be talking football again, man. Really, 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 really good. Yeah. Really was. So, all right. Yeah. Before I go, definitely shout out WinBet, the sponsors, the whole month. About, about three more weeks, actually, you can get your Tumblr. Yeah. And don't Twitter, forget to. At, at BetSperts on Twitter. All the details are there. Sign up for your account. Get your Tumblr. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a Yeti. Yeah. Sign up for an account. Go check Andy's footy picks. Go bet your free bet at WinBet and Not get a free foot picks. Footy picks. <laughs> it's a whole different site. So. It's a whole I mean, we'll different catch, thing. We'll catch you guys Wednesday. Tune in because Andy will is be a Andy schedule actually, preview. Ironically, Andy is a foot pick tout, but not a footy pick tout. He is. No. Uh, those are free. Those are free. Those are free until future <laughs> notice. But yet, the schedule grid is released in two days. Yes. Tune in Wednesday. Can't That's wait. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that. All right. All right. Talk to you then. See you then.